Why does sex play such an important part in each one's life in the world? Why does sex play such an important part in each one's life of every day? Why do you ask me? Don't laugh it off. Why does it play such an important part in your life? You know, there is a particular philosophy, especially in India, called Tantra, part of Tantra, which encourages sex. They say through sex, you reach Nirvana. It is encouraged. I won't go into all the horrible details of it, so that you go beyond it. And you never do. And sex used to be taboo. Keep it quiet. For God's sake, don't talk about it. But now, I remember hearing on the television saying sex at any time, at any place. But be careful what you eat. Why has sex become so important in our life? All the ads of naked ladies, half-dressed ladies, and so on and so on. Why has society, not only at the present period, but also always, why has sex been so deeply embedded in man, apart from producing children, I'm not sure. Why? Probably it's the greatest pleasure a human being has. And in, in that demanding that pleasure, there are all kinds of complications. And volumes have been written about the complications, the explanations, and the psychological, etc., etc., etc. But they've never gone into this question. I've not been told they may be. Never asked this question. Why? Human beings have made this thing so colossally important in their life. Why? You could answer probably, but then I can. Let's go into it, shall we? I'm not telling you about it, you know it better. We are invested, looking, observing, asking. As we said, maybe one of the greatest pleasures, freedom in that pleasure. Right? Our life is in a turmoil. Our life is constant struggle. Nothing original, nothing creative. I mean, I'm using that word very carefully. The painter, the architect, the woodcarver, he may say, it is creative. The woman who bakes him bread in the kitchen, kneading it, says this is creative also. And sex is also creative. They say, so what is creation? What is it to be creative? You understand? The painters, the musicians, Beethoven, Marsh, Mozart, Bach, and the Indian singers with their devotion, that's the act of creation. Is it? We have accepted it. We have accepted Picasso as a great painter, great creator, putting one nose in three faces or whatever it is. Anything, I'm just pointing out. This is what is called creation. But if you inquire, doubt, question, is that creativeness? Or creativeness is something totally different. That is, you are seeing the expression of creativeness, right? In the painting, in a poem, in a prose, in a statue, in music, that is expressed, expressed according to his talent, to his capacity. 
It may be great capacity or a very small capacity. It may be modern rock or Bach. Sorry, compare the two. They are quite incomparable, but it doesn't matter. So when we human beings accept that as creative, because it brings you name, money, position, ah, you are in the same room as a great artist. Right? So I'm asking, is that creativity? Can there be creation in the most profound sense of that word as long as there is egotism, as long as there is the demand for success and money and the recognition of that? You understand? Then it is supplying the market. Don't agree with me, please. I'm just pointing out. I'm not saying, I know creativity, you don't. I'm not saying that. I say, we never question these things. There is a state, of course. You can doubt it, but I'm, it doesn't mean anything if you doubt it. It doesn't matter. I say, there is a state where there is creation, where there is no shadow of selfishness. That's real creation, which does not need expression. It doesn't need fulfillment, which is myself fulfilling, or that fulfilling. It is creation. You know, I don't want to go into all this. The origin of the world. The Christian is God. You know, all the Genesis suddenly came to be. The other is evolution. Perhaps sex is felt to be created, apart from children. And also, is it, has it become important because everything around us is circumscribed. You follow me? Everything around us, the job, the office, going there every day for 50 years, going to the church for 50 years, following some philosopher, some guru, some... You follow? All that has deprived of us of freedom. We are not free from our own knowledge. It's always with us. The past. You follow all this? Sex. Perhaps there's freedom there, but also there too it circumscribed. You're following all this? No. So, we are deprived of freedom, outwardly and inwardly, for generations upon generations we have been told what to do. And the reaction to that, I'll do what I want, which is also limited, based on your pleasure, on your desire, on your capacity and so on and so on. Where there is no freedom all around, both outwardly and inwardly, and especially inwardly, then we have only one source, which is called sex. Is that right? Why do we give it importance? Do you give importance, equal importance, to being free from fear? No. Equally energy, vitality, hope, to ending sorrow? No. Why don't you? Why only this? Because that's the easiest thing that. The other is, demands all your energy, which is, can only come when you're free. So naturally, human beings throughout the world have given this thing such tremendous importance in life. And when you give something which is part of life tremendous importance, then you are, you are destroying yourself. Life is whole, not just one part. Right? If you give importance to everything, then this becomes rather 
more or less unimportant. And the monks and all these people have denied all this and turned their energy, at least they think they have turned their energy, to God. But the thing is boiling in there. You can't suppress nature. But when you give that thing only all important, then you are, you are corrupt, you understand? 